Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm just so excited that you're here. I am in the middle of a series that I titled Winning the War Within. And this week, we're just going to jump into the deep end of the pool. That's where we're going to hang out today. We're going to be talking about glass ceilings. And I think that sometimes, you know, there's ceilings that maybe are imposed upon us by other people or, you know, just environments that we might be in but sometimes we impose them upon ourselves. And so I thought, who could I bring on as a guest to kind of speak into this? And I immediately thought about my dear friend, Stephanie Anderson. So she's coming back on the show. You've probably listened to her add all kinds of value and wisdom. I think this is probably your third time on the show. So you can tell I really like you a lot. So... (laughs) Um, welcome back to the show. <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> welcome back to the show. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're joining us from, uh, all the things that you want us to know about you. Well, I'm married to my wonderful husband and my best friend. His name is Trevin, and we've been married for about 14 years. I have two boys. Boston is 10 and Brecken is five. Um, I've been in the ministry for a little bit over 20 years, but in the last five years, I've been supporting women who lead. And most recently, my husband and I have made the craziest and also most exciting decision to plant a church. And so we're in a season of transition. We're going to be planting a church in McKinney, Texas, and we're going to target the Northern areas just North of that city and see what God does. We're going to call it heart church. And um, our mission is to lead people closer to the heart of God. So that's um, where we are. That's who I am. <laughs> I I just have to say, I love the name of that church, Heart Church. I, you know, just really echo what you were sharing that I just, we just want to be, we just want to be about the father's business, his heart, sharing his heart in that community. And I know you, you guys are going to give your whole heart to that yeah. mission field. And so that is so exciting. So exciting. Well, we yeah. are, we're talking about, like I said, glass ceilings. And so you've told us a little bit about what your leadership looks like for you right now now. In your leadership experiences, have you ever felt like you were living under a glass ceiling? And tell us a little bit about that. 
I have. Yes. I know what it's like to feel frustrated and I know what it's like to try and figure out. I remember there was one night specifically I was frustrated because as a leader, I could not create momentum in a specific area, in a specific situation. And I remember one night, it was about 11 o'clock, our boys were asleep. And I remember saying, is this because I'm a woman? And it was the first time that I even considered it. And I'm, gosh, that was like five years ago. And so it took me a while to even understand the reason why things were difficult was because I'm a female. And so I had to rediscover what these hurdles were that in front were in front of me. Was it really me? Was it really somebody else? Or was it this glass ceiling that other people have been talking about or that other people know about? And I'm like, how do I get more information? So that way I can figure this out. <laughs> yes, I know what it's like to you know, be in a conversation and be like, what, being asked, what's your motivation? What is your agenda? Or you're just cherry picking or all of those things. And you're sincerely going, I thought this was the call of God on my life. Like I thought I was just obeying and feeling attention and having to discover how do I unpack that? How do I find myself with this ceiling? God, what is this ceiling supposed to do in my life? How can I leverage it? How can it develop my leadership? Are you wanting me to shatter this glass ceiling or not? Are you wanting me to know that it's here, that it exists? God, what is your purpose for having me encounter this? And so, yes, I know what it's like to come across as bossy. I know what it's like to become, you know, people thinking that I'm stubborn or that I'm a strong personality when really there's just a confidence in my leadership. So yes, the answer would be yes. <laughs> okay. So there is so much to really unpack in all of that. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I want to circle back to is, you know, you had said, just kind of hinted at that you had asked, is this because I'm a woman? And, uh, and so I don't know, I'm just going to be bold. And again, you know, yeah. we've, we've got our waiters on <laughs> hanging out in the deep end of the pool here. So we're just going to go totally. there. Do you feel like sometimes leadership is different for women? I do. I would absolutely say yes. I, I would say all organizations have ceilings and as a woman in leadership, biologically, we will have ceilings. You face them, I face them. And they're a part of life. And one of the things I think that has helped that I had to learn, I think because I realized it later, I was able to not emotionally accept it, but mentally accept it that like, okay, ceilings are a part of life and God can use those to create movement in our life. Whether that movement is vertical that movement can be side to side. It can be horizontal or that movement could even be out, out of whatever we're in. And so God can actually use those for our growth and for our benefit and to help us recognize what he has for us. So that way we don't miss what he has for us. So I think they are a part of life. I don't think we can get away from them. And I think for sure, as women, we find ourselves in positions. I don't think we'll ever be in a position where we are without a ceiling. I don't. I don't know if that will just ever be the case. Sometimes God will move us. He'll sometimes he'll give us a ceiling so that we'll move into a new house. Mm -hmm. and we, you know, thinking about being in a house and there's a, 
I think he'll move us so that way we can find what's the next room, what's the next space he wants us to be in and to use our leadership, to use our voice in that space. And so, yeah, I do. Yes. I think uh, that was, I mean, such a loaded question. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I, you know, I had shared this, this post on, on Facebook, uh, you know, just about sometimes women are, you know, labeled as intimidating when really she's just confident, Mm -hmm. you know, she's bossy, but she's just leading well. And it was interesting to me, some of the feedback that I received and the ones that it really resonated with were the ones that were in some capacity of leadership where they've experienced those types of ceilings. And I really want to be careful and say, and I know that you would echo this as well, that we're not talking about the feminist movement here. I mean, uh, I I am just not about that. I don't, I don't support that. I don't believe in that. I mean, we're just, we're talking about like, like the Lord has, has placed something on the inside of us as women. We have gifts, we have we have skills, we have, we have things, we have potential um, that he's placed on the inside of us. And there's a seat at the table right next to our brothers in Christ and our other sisters in Christ. And I would even say that, and I've said this before on the podcast, that the future isn't just women, um, the future isn't just men, but the future is together. And so I think that you would probably uh, agree with that as well. And um, I guess I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but I just did. (laughs) So you can, you can spit those words out and correct me if you'd like. (laughs) Well, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I think that, I think that what's happening is that there are people that I was telling actually one of the, the male leaders in our church, you're anointed. And you are called to lead and develop these female leaders who are coming up behind you. You're their boss and God has called you for this. And so I think cheering them on and helping them. And at the same time, we have to know that they're learning as well. Right. And so as we're all learning together, if we believe the best in each other, and that is the thing that is so important is believing the best in them. And that sometimes, you know, because we trust them when there is someone who is ignorant of our struggles, it hurts us. And so to understand the dynamic that they're not trying to hurt us, they just don't understand they are for us. And I think that was one of the things I had a specific conversation with a male who was a boss of another female leader. I was like, look, I'm cheering for you. God has appointed you to be her boss and to raise her and to develop, to develop her leadership. And so I do believe the future is together. I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, totally. And I think that if we, you know, we go to Jesus's example in his earthly ministry, I mean, if we're going to follow a a leader, I mean, it would be Jesus Mm -hmm. is the greatest leader. And he modeled this so well for us in how he responded to women and he included Mm -hmm. them and he, you know, he affirmed them and called them. And, uh, and so, I mean, I did a whole episode on how Jesus views women. And uh, Mm -hmm. I just think that it's really important that, that we go back to find biblical support and we can find that in his earthly ministry 
ministry and even in yeah. the apostle Paul. And, and so it is biblical that we have a place too. And so Absolutely. I, think that, I think that it's so important for us as women to, to remember that we can be strong, confident leaders yes. and still be respectful of our, yes. you know, coworkers, our leaders mm-hmm. that are, that are male, our bosses, um, you know, our spouses. It doesn't mean that we have to be abrasive and disrespectful. Right. I don't even think that, I don't think that that is biblical. Um, I don't right. think that is God honoring. I just think mm-hmm. that there's a, there's a difference between that. So, yeah. So uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on that you brought up was just, you know, this confidence piece. And I, I really believe that, that a woman who, you know, is just um, secure in who she is in Christ. And she understands that, you know, what she brings to the table, it has value and it's significant. I feel like she carries herself differently. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, she's she's not in competition. She's not comparing. She's actually championing other women. And so, do yes. you feel like that? I mean, does that make sense to you when I when I would describe that? Sometimes I think confident women they just simply carry themselves differently. Yes, I think what happens, what I've noticed for me as I've grown in my confidence and, and to lead without an apology is I've noticed that God will put me in spaces where I am desperately fully relying on him. And my insecurity isn't because of a lack of skill. It's not because of a lack of competency in the project or in the conversation, but it's really because I see that there is a gap between my leadership making a difference. And the only thing that can fill that gap is the anointing that God has placed on my life. And so that's where I have to fully rely on the Holy Spirit being active in my life. He's going to give me the words to say. He's going to help me recall the examples and the facts that I need to bring to the table. You know, being confident doesn't mean that we uh, don't worry or that we don't cry before or after. Um, I am somebody who is known for over-preparing. <laughs> so I was telling my husband just for this today, I have over-prepared for today because it means so much to me. And I want this conversation to mean so much and to help the women. I'm just an over-preparer. That's one of the ways that I will cope. But it, it doesn't mean that we're not qualified either when you know, when that change doesn't happen, even though we're in that space to make change, it's important that we're relying on the Holy spirit and he will just put us in places where our leadership is dependent on him. And so once we find that as our foundation, our security and our confidence comes from the competency piece, then also our courage and our relationship with the Lord. I think that all kind of weave that together. Yeah, that is so good. So good right there. I think that confident women are also okay with not having all of the answers, asking questions, asking Mm -hmm. for clarity, and Mm -hmm. even inviting other people into her decision-making, you know, that she's not somehow threatened by someone else maybe coming up with the answer or the solution. 
because she knows that just because I don't have the answer, it doesn't mean that I'm somehow less than, or I'm yes. you know, failing somehow, but she just understands that we really are better together and she's willing to, to walk that out. And I don't know about you, but when I encounter other women who walk that out, that is such a breath of fresh air to me. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. breathe that in. Yeah. I mean, yes. It, it just, yes, you can tell. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, totally. Uh, so how has God helped you to grow in your confidence as an individual and lead without apology? I know that you started to touch on that a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. share a little bit more about that. One of the things that I have tried to do is, you know, when I'm feeling insecure, I've tried to ask myself the question, what am I doing with this feeling? And like letting that leaning into that, I am feeling insecure because am I unprepared? Am I feeling insecure because there's information I don't have that I need to get? Or am I feeling insecure because I know that God wants to use me in a space to make a difference and that my voice might be the only one in the room and I'm nervous. And so I try to identify like, where is that feeling come from? Because once I, when I can identify that where the feeling has come from, then I can lean into trying putting building blocks together. And so that has helped build my confidence. The other thing that I do is I have learned to take notes and I will list facts. And so I try to listen to everybody in the conversation and once I've gotten all of their information, then I speak. I'm usually one of the last people to speak because then I've heard multiple points of view and I know how my point of view can fit theirs and how we can work together. And I try to be like that problem solver by hearing the different points of view a little bit first before I get my own. But I, I try to ask God, why is this ceiling here? Because I believe that ceilings can lift us up and develop us if we leverage them correctly. And I'm, I don't know if it's because I'm a firstborn. I don't know what it is, but I've always been the kind of person that's like, God, this is really hard. This hurts really bad. How do I get out of it as fast as possible? <laughs> like, like, what is the life hack to this situation? And I have actually found not running from those situations, but leaning in to learn, God, why is this ceiling here in my life? Cause you've allowed me to encounter it. So there's something I can learn here. And then what do you want me to do with that? So yeah, I think that's how I've learned how to lead with the boldness, but then you also have to pray for boldness, mm-hmm. asking God for boldness and just going for it. Yeah, <laughs> He's okay totally. with messy too. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, being confident in your leadership is sometimes doing mm-hmm. it afraid. You know, you know, I think yep. we, we can be so, so consumed with, I got to, uh, I got to avoid fear, avoid fear, avoid fear. And so we try to, you know, implement all of these things into our lives yeah. to avoid, avoid, avoid when yeah. we all feel that you're never going to get away from it. Sometimes yes. you just have to activate your faith and do yep. it afraid and trust the Lord, yes. you know? And, and so, yeah, that, that is so good. And I would agree with you that when I I know for myself, whenever I have felt 
intimidated or I have felt insecure in a certain area. I, I didn't always understand this earlier, you know, in my in my leadership, but I understand it now that that's an area that I shouldn't just, you know, kind of shrug my shoulders, hang my head and walk away in humiliation or embarrassment yeah. or or even, yeah. you know, shame about myself. Why am I feeling this? But instead right. to, to face mm-hmm. it and to lean into it and, and ask the Lord, what is it in here that you want me to grow in? What is it that I need to be further developed on the inside of me Mm -hmm. that you want me to, to better understand or further develop in, in this particular area. And I think that that's really important to understand that as a confident leader, we're always growing. We are always learning. We're always being stretched and that's okay. You should be right. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. I think too, if we put people on a pedestal, then we will think someday we need a pedestal. Like if we think that, oh, so-and-so has arrived, we're going to think someday we're going to arrive. And so it's important to understand that there are people that we look up to that they're seasons ahead of us, or they are for accomplishments ahead of us. And they're meant to inspire us. They're not the goal. Jesus is the goal, right? We want to be like Jesus, but at the end of the day, he has given us people to inspire us. And, um, but we want to make sure that we're not putting them in a place or in a position that they, they shouldn't be because then we're going to want that someday. And that's, that's not supposed to be us. And we don't want people to follow us. We want people to follow Jesus. Yeah. Come on. That's so good. And right there, we could say, thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next week. (laughs) That is so good. It's so important. And I feel like that truth is something that we all know, but man, we need a reminder every now and then. I remember one time last year, so this was kind of recent, about a year ago, someone said to me, I just feel like you're untouchable. I mean, you just are so, mm-hmm. you know, and she was kind of going on and I thought, don't put me up there. Yeah. I don't want to be up yeah. there. I, <laughs> I never asked yeah. for that. That's not my goal. Right. I don't want to be yeah. in that place because wow. Um, I'm, just, I'm a human and I'm imperfect. I have yeah. weaknesses. I have flaws just like everybody else. I'm still learning. I'm still yeah. growing. And yeah, that is so good. So let's talk a little bit more about self-imposed ceilings, um, you know, because uh, often, like I said, it isn't others that hold us back, but, but it's ourselves and the narrative in our minds. Where um, do women begin to dismantle those false narratives? I would say the first place to begin to dismantle those is in our prayer closet and in our prayer time with the Lord. Like that is our first, you know, prayer is so resisted. And so it's going to be something that people may be listening to and going, oh yeah, I know that what's the next one, but I have to stop and give this space because if the word of God is his number one way of talking to us, and if prayers are number one way of talking to God, that is where we need to connect to dismantle the false narratives because it's his narrative we want to be listening to. And there are so many people with messages There are so many situations that we're going to read into. And if we let those define us, we will not be able to lead with confidence and we will not be able to go past those glass ceilings. And so it's so important that we are in prayer. It's so important that we are finding our identity in Christ. So first it's being in relationship with the Lord and letting him tell us 
what's the narrative over my life? And that's where the word is. But in finding our identity in Christ, our security, finding it in the Lord. One of the things that as I've been transitioning into this role as the lead pastor, I'm surprised, but the Holy Spirit has been having me study holiness because when I look in the Bible about holiness, what I see is God is a holy God. And anytime somebody in the Bible comes in contact or encounters this holy God, they say, woe is me. And so there's an accurate understanding of I'm not holy. But when we look at God being holy, it's not just he's morally pure, but the fact that he's holy, he can do things no one else can. He thinks higher than we think. His ways are not our ways. And so when we lean into this holy God, he can move in ways that we are not thinking, that we are not planning for. The Bible says exceedingly abundantly beyond what we're thinking. That's what God can do. And so that's what I've been learning. I've been finding my security in this God who won't fail me, in this God who is faithful. And what's another, uh, another thing that I will do is I'll try to determine the root of insecurity. And I, I mentioned this a couple minutes ago, but understanding, am I undeveloped in a certain area? Do I have a character issue holding me back? Is there something in my past that has not been laid at the cross? You know, do I need freedom in something or is there a lack of understanding of an organizational dynamic? or of a family dynamic? Do we understand times and seasons? So there's a, there's a spiritual piece uh, to dismantling these narratives, but there's also a super practical piece that with just asking questions, the diagnostic questions to kind of come up to the answer and then figure out, now what do I do with these pieces? So Yeah, so good, so good. You know, to be able to, with, humility, you know, sit at the feet of Jesus and say, I, I need help here. Um, Because I think that, I think that if we're really going to be honest, we can tell, or at least I can, I I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think I already did that earlier, but I (laughs) uh, (laughs) must not go down that road again. Um, Something shouldn't be repeated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I, I think that for myself, there have been times in my leadership where I'm aware something isn't right. Something I I am responding the way I'm responding because Mm -hmm. something isn't right in here. Something is off. And to be able to go to the, the feet of Jesus, spend time with him in my prayer closet and invite him into that uh, because he knows. And I, I think that, 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 that isn't, uh, we don't have to feel like shameful about that. It's, it's, it's like us being able to just admit I need some help. There's something that that just needs to be worked out on the inside of me. And if Mm. we can, if we can flip that narrative and really begin to understand that as we're growing and we're stretching and, you know, there's that refining and pruning and all of that, even though it's uncomfortable, it doesn't feel good. Nobody's, you know, raises their hand. I'll do that. You know, Mm -hmm. sign me up for that. I feel like our leadership benefits from that, from allowing ourselves to go through those processes, our relationships improve, um, our relationship with the Lord improves. I mean, it's just a win-win all the way around, really. Yes. 
Yes. And I mean, one of the things that God has been working in my heart is I'm human and he is God. <laughs> you know, I've got limitations, limitations and some limitations we are supposed to grow beyond. Right. But then there are other limitations for our protection. There are other limitations we just can't handle. And so that's, you know, going back to the holiness of God, he is holy. He can do things that we can't. And there oftentimes he will handle situations differently than we want him to <laughs> and differently than I want him to. And so learning, okay, what is my role? I'm serving the Lord. And so God, how do you see me? God, what do you say about me? And what do you want me to do in this situation? It's discerning that what's what's wrong. Because the Bible does say our hearts are deceitfully wicked, right? And so we need the Holy Spirit to help us say, hey, what is it in my in my life that's holding me back? Holy Spirit, will you do open heart surgery and help me identify what is something that I need to leave at the cross because I'm a human? I am the created being and it's meant to be that way. So we're not it was God's plan all along. God knows that we're human. God knows that we can't do it all, that we're not going to have all the answers. And he knows that we need to bring it to the cross and that we're all really trying to do our best to serve him. Yeah. So good. So good right there. Uh, how, how can women grow in their leadership capacity? What, what tips would you give to listeners today? I would say uh, there's a couple that I've, I've actually shared with a couple other women, um, when we've been meeting recently, I would say, start where you are. So if you're at home, you might be a stay at home mom, start with your kids. If you're a teacher or start at work, start at church. Maybe you are a single adult female, start with your roommates. I know one girl while she was single, I loved that. She would say, Hey, if you're going to be a roommate in my house, right. She was, she owned the house and had other uh, female young adults would come in and out. But if you're going to be in my house, if you're going to be a roommate every Friday, we have prayer as roommates before everybody goes to work. And so just lead where you are start where, start where you are. I would also say, start with leading yourself. Some of the hardest places is with our discipline and with our boundaries. And when we uh, develop those, when we name those and we work on those, that will grow our capacity uh, because then we'll be able to help other people grow in those. And that's leadership. It's literally serving and helping other people. Other quick tips, I would say, pray and ask God where he wants you to lead, because maybe there is something you're feeling and you're saying, Hey God, where is that? You can also, you can volunteer at church. You can volunteer in a community organization that you believe in or at your kid's school, if you have kiddos. And then probably the last thing that I would say is say yes, wisely say yes to things that other people don't want to do. Because there's a reason they don't want to do those. And those specific tasks will develop different skills. And that skill set is going to develop your leadership. So wisely, you know, like, um, don't will yourself out, make sure that you have boundaries, time management, all of those things. But wisely say yes to things that other people don't want to do that'll grow your capacity as well. 
Oh, that is so good. Wow. So listeners, I have those in the show notes. So be sure to take a look at those four, those four key points. They are really, really, really good. Some really good value and wisdom right there. Uh, And as we're wrapping up here, I'm thinking about, you know, the woman that might be listening today who is feeling maybe a little insecure in her leadership, or maybe she just wants to throw in the towel and quit. You know, it's been hard and she just feels worn out, um, feels like she wants to quit maybe because of a lack of support or confidence or an unhealthy environment or something else. I mean, there's a whole gamut of, of things that, you know, can really create those types of feelings within us. Can you, as we're wrapping up uh, this week's episode, can you just um, speak into her life today? Yeah. Well, first let me say, and this might sound a little tongue in cheek, but you have arrived, (laughs) you know, this, you've made it, this, this is what that means, what you're feeling and the tension that is, that is leadership. Leadership is not without tensions to manage. And it's important to understand there is room for you in this space. And this issue is coming more and more to the forefront. And if you are breathing air during this time and this day and age, I believe you are called to help move it forward. I believe you're anointed and that there is a plan and a purpose for your life to help carry this forward with grace, with boldness, with wisdom, God will equip you. I have found he has never let me, he's never let me down, even though I may have had to learn along the way. And so understand to there, there's going to be challenges at every level. Okay. So just to get that idea out of your head, if there's, if you're thinking, why is it always like this? It's going to always be like this. And there's always going to be challenges. There always is going to be someone who doesn't understand. There's always going to be somebody with a different perspective, but that doesn't mean you have less value. It doesn't mean your leadership is less valuable and not necessary. You're very necessary. It's important that you contribute to the project or whatever it is, the organization that you're in. It's so important. I would say find other people. For me, one of the people that I have found was actually a pastor's wife who's a businesswoman. So she uh, isn't working on staff at the church. She's a female leader in the marketplace. And I have found she understands my world as a female leader in the church, A, because her husband's a pastor, but then also she's an entrepreneur. So she understands the business side, the leadership side of things. And so then I can ask those kind of questions. Uh, So finding others who will understand you. We have a gal who is just in our local politics, who's a local politician. And so she understands pressure. She understands what it's like to be the only woman in the room sometimes. And so find other women who are in your space that may not have the same title as you, but they understand leadership pressure. Find them, get around them. I would also say find opportunities to develop your skill, whether that is books, education, or a training. You want to budget for those. You want to schedule for those. And, and even if it's something like once a year, like it, you don't have to do 900 things, you know, you know, one a week or, you know, two a month, start with once a year, if that's all that you can afford, because God will develop in you what he wants to develop you in that season. And he can, he is not limited by one resource, even if that's all you can afford. So 
giving yourself to opportunities, I would say stay in the word. And sometimes staying in the word can be hard. So one of the things that I love about you, Susan, is you have these 90 day devotionals that these devotionals guide women and they call out the best in them. And it's their key to thriving. Ladies, get a devotional and get closer to Jesus because he will guide you and he will help you stay secure when the storm comes, when things are difficult, because he's ultimately the one leading you into that space where it's tough because he knows you're tough. He knows you can handle it. He knows when you need rest. He knows when you need equipping, but he knows when you're the girl who's supposed to be in there and using her voice. So you want to get close to Jesus. You want to keep praying, listening for God's voice and his guidance. It's so important to remember that God is not a God of confusion. Mm. He loves you. He has a purpose and plan for your life. He does not lie. So when there is confusion, we have to find why is there confusion? Is it lack of clarity in job description, in project expectations, or is there something spiritual going on that needs to be done in my heart? Does God need to clarify? Do I need to sit and encounter the love of God? Because when where there's perfect love, it casts out all fear. So pray, get in that space and have God help you find out why, why is something so confusing? Why is this so hard? He'll tell you because he wants you to grow. He wants you to win. Oh, that's what I would say. That is so good. So good. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so deep and so rich right here. I mean, these things again, I mean, they're just, they're, they, they're tested, you know, they're, they're just true and timeless. And these are the types of things that can help you in any season of your leadership Mm -hmm. of your life. I mean, wow. So good. So Stephanie, I know that people will want to connect with you in the online space. And so where can they find you? So you can find me at andersonswife.com. Or find me on Instagram. I'm at Anderson's wife. I like Instagram more than all of the other spaces. So if you have Instagram, I'm there, but just go to my website, andersonswife.com and click the contact button and just shoot me a message. Let me know how you want to connect and we'll make it happen. That's awesome. And I have to mention, you're celebrating um, a birthday of your book. And so I have to give yeah. <laughs> I have to give a shout out to that because this girl, let me tell you something, she adds so much value and the things that she's creating and putting out in the world are so good. So biblically supported, just really solid. And, and so you'll want to grab a copy of her book. Um, it's actually called Read the book, right? Read the book. Yep. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) One way to live effectively on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's two years old, your book. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday book. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, And and so uh, they can, you said Amazon, can they also find it on your Mm -hmm. website or would you send people to Amazon? Yeah. Go to my website and then just hit the book button. If you go to Instagram, it's the link in my bio and it says book right there. So those might be the easiest ways if you remember the website, but yeah. 
Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really believe that this is going to be an episode that women uh, will want to return to because there's just so much in this, so much packed into this. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, ladies. We are so, so honored that you tuned in again this week. It just means so much to us that you allow us to speak into your life and just know that uh, you are not alone, that we believe in you, we're believing for you and championing you forward in whatever leadership role you are filling. I hope that you have a great rest of your week and I will catch you back here next week. Same place, same time. Have a great rest of your week. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.